Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome, everyone, and thank you again for joining us on The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. And you know, I say that every week, and actually, I think you've already done that. I think at this point, it's time to take the next step and become that light. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And today, we are being joined once again by our friend, Reverend David Dry. Always great to be with you, too. It's great to have you here. You know, we all understand the importance of passing our tests, and it's how we get ahead and make progress on the path. Uh, We often speak of the tools and techniques that the Ascended Masters have given us to help prepare prepare for and pass our tests, decrees, body flame, and so forth. But when we're in the heat of battle, when the bullets are flying, Sometimes we need something a little quicker, fast-acting relief, if you will. And uh, David and I have a little bit of a byplay here. I'm going to ask him to share it with you in a moment. It's kind of fun. But the, the subject of today's program is all about passing our tests. And it's something that we are in the midst of, whether we know it or not, all day long, we're passing tests. And Jesus gave us a simple way to put things in perspective when the going gets tough. He said... What is that to thee, follow thou me? It's a simple yet powerful antidote to the most dire circumstance. And we have an ongoing challenge we give each other. We're going to call this the 144 rule. And David, if you wouldn't mind maybe expanding on that just a little bit. Well, I told Tom, I I told Tom the story of uh, one of my uh, friends in my department came to talk to me one day and they were on going on and on and on and on about their tale of woe. And I just listened and so forth, and I'm thinking, what am I going to say to this person? <laughs> and I realized that they were really stuck and, and having a difficult time. And I, so after they got finished talking, I said, you know, I have an idea. What if you gave this simple mantra, what is that to thee, follow thou me, and determined to give it 144 times? Here's what I think will happen. You might get to 10, 15, maybe 20 something like that. And at a, somewhere in there, I think you're going to realize that you've invested a lot of energy into something that's really not a very big deal. Yeah. And you can you can somehow let go of this. So I never heard this teaching before. I don't know where it came from. But uh, anyway, they, they didn't want to do that. And I said, fine, I gave you my advice. But anyway, I started to tell my friends about this. And so, you know, Tom called me one day and he's all worked up about something. And I said, hey, Tom, try this. And you know, and he kind of, you know, and then so <laughs> like a month later, he calls me up and he goes, Hey, man, I got to 32, and I broke out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the most amazing experience because it put everything in perspective almost immediately. And I realized at that moment that I always have that option. I always have the choice to go one way or the other. I can get deeper into my funk, or I can decide to just break out. So what is that to thee? Follow thou me. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this is the kind of tool that we all have to have in our scabbard. You know, that as we go through life, tests come. A lot of times they come seemingly out of the blue. We're not perhaps prepared. But even if you're not prepared for the test, if you can take just a moment to say, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. It's, it's Jesus beckoning you to follow him. 
It's, it's like you know, hitting it's, a deer on, on this little highway that we travel here, you know. Oh. Okay, just stay calm and say, whoa, whoa, it's just another fender, you know. It's not a big deal. Well, with a $500 deductible. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that car. But, but if you get all bent out of shape, seriously, I oh, mean, no, that, that's right. a major initiation in our area. Well, but I think- it, and if you get all bent out of shape, it's it's uh, you're going to fail that test. Well, I think, you know, you know we talk, when we talk about the path, and, and really when you think about 285 radio shows where we've talked about all the various different facets of the path, you know, the biggest the biggest important key I think that we've ever shared with everyone who's you know who's followed the radio show and has been looking, you know, to make the teachings part of their life and the path part of their life is, you know, what do you do when you come face to face with these really challenging tests? And this really is a very simple key that was actually given to us by Jesus, you know, in a dictation. And, um, you know, I I challenge you to try this, you know, especially if you're finding yourself stuck, if you will, well, you know, in certain situations. And what you had said to the first time you shared it with me was, I don't think you're going to get all the way through 144. <laughs> and I think, yeah, you may have even said, you know, maybe a dozen, maybe 10. Well, I got <clears> to 25, <throat> and I'm thinking, oh, boy. <laughs> I, I'm in some some deep trouble here. Nothing's changing. But then, right around 30, 31, I'm just I'm just saying to myself. I said it out loud. Yeah, that's what you should do. And uh, all of a sudden, I felt welling up within within me was this laughter. It was like this lightness of being that just kind of overcame me, and I realized, oh my gosh, I've invested so much energy in something that is so meaningless. I'll do this instead. And from that day on, and thank you again, David, for doing this because I've used it so many times. And it begs the question. Is everything a test? You know, uh, it reminds, <laughs> reminds me of something Elizabeth Clare Prophet said years ago, and I'm paraphrasing, but she said, uh, St. Germain is one of the funniest masters in the universe. And, <laughs> and so, uh, and, you know, that's probably not an accurate exact quote. But, it may be. But it may be, and, and the reason it is is because he's the master of the violet flame in this particular hour. He's kind of got that under his belt. Yeah. And uh, the violet flame will get you through it. And and laughter and joy—it's exactly what happened. You got to 32, man, and you were shooting for 144, but it didn't happen. Well, I was actually shooting for 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> Went the other way. Anyway, but it, yeah. So I guess again, back to the question though: as we go through life, we're dealing with tests all the time. Some of them are subtle. Some of them seem relatively minor. Some of them are major. But tests are tests. And the masters have said many times. In fact, we'll hear a dictation from Saint Germain momentarily here, or at least a portion of it, about passing our tests, how important that is to recognize that, as the masters say, may you pass all your tests. I think it's really important to remember that, you know, when we make the decision to follow the path and you embrace the teachings of the masters, everything that opposes that in this world will come at you, whether it's your family, your co-workers, and so on and so forth. And I think everybody who's taken this path up, you know, can certainly testify to that. <laughs> but I think it's really important to remember that, you know, every one of our souls has a specific mission and a goal. You know, we've created our karma and we have to, you know, address these things. And so the great love of the masters and the great wisdom of cosmic law, you know, puts you in these situations, puts you in these circumstances with other souls where you have a chance to balance that. And as we all know, some of the karma that we have is difficult and challenging. So yes. these things that we're sharing with you today hopefully will help you, you know, get through those when they come and they come to everybody. It's the way it is. Well, you know, there are questions we've gotten from listeners in the past. They've said, why do we have to be tested? Isn't isn't being good good enough? And it's it's a <clears throat> delicate area to, to walk into. Yeah, it's a good question. Well, well, my response has been, you're you're tested because God loves you, and we know this from the teachings that it's his God's mercy is to give you an opportunity to atone for your past karma, to balance it, mitigate it, 
so testing is something that is a positive situation. It's not a negative. But sometimes people feel that the test is so hard, something happens that's so bad, that in their minds, their initial response to it is to say, oh, this is negative. If you can turn that around, and you know, one of the mantras we've used before is approach life and your karma with grace and gratitude. Right. Thank you for the opportunity to atone for this karmic situation. Thank you for the opportunity to balance. Thank you, God, for your mercy in giving me this opportunity to pass this test or even to take this test and hopefully pass it. Well, you know, you're not going to get a test that you're not ready for. And I think that's one of the greatest simple precepts of the law. Yeah. So, you know, the goal in life is the ascension. The goal in life is God mastery. And so how will God know what he can trust for you and what kind of light you can hold and what kind you can, you know, you can share and give to the world if you don't pass certain tests. And this is how it's always been. This is how it is in elementary school. This is how it is in, you know, universities. You know, you don't receive your PhD or your master's. You don't, you know, achieve certain things without having gone through very specific tests to to get there. You've got to show what you're made of. You've got to show what you're made of. Absolutely. And I know El Morio likes the chilas that when he says jump, they will jump. How high? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's we'll right. take a look. I mean, if you think about military precision and military training and military discipline, you know, the masters have talked about this, you know, talked about the, you know, the focus of the Marines, talked about the discipline mm-hmm. it takes, you know, and even Mother mother, Mrs. Prophet would talk about that, you know, she often liked to refer, her, refer to herself as a Marine drill sergeant, you know, because of her, her determination to help, you know, get people to really focus on what is possible. And I think you have to believe, find this place in you where you can believe that, you too can also achieve these things if you put the work and the time and the effort. The other real simple key, which I, I made a note here before we started, is that you know, oftentimes you get into these very deep initiations and you feel this great weight of condemnation. You know, you're not worthy, you don't have the skills to do it, you're making too many mistakes, you know. But I think we have to always remember there's no condemnation whatsoever from God. They send a master's, don't condemn you, condemn you. Jesus does not condemn you. You remember the story, you know, with Mary Magdalene, sure. you know, at the fountain. And so this is a very important, you know, thing to always remember when you're in the thick of these tests as you're trying to navigate your way through your own karma and your own victories, achieving your own victories. One of the strategies of the dark side is to make us feel unworthy, to make us feel limited, unlovable, you know, unchangeable in many ways. So what you're saying is so important because – For people to understand that the tests are not a test of your worthlessness, they're a test of your worthiness. That simple change is really, really important. Yeah. Really good point, Tom. Really good point. So I think, you know, embrace whatever comes your way. You know, we had a show uh, about a month ago on out of the heart of the issues of life. You yes. know, we talked a lot about <laughs> this whole thing. You know, part of the part of the the you know goal of these initiations and these opportunities for you is to you know expand the fires of the heart. And so the good news that you know we've brought many many suggestions, many ideas, many tools that you can put in your toolbox. You know, as you go forward to face these things, and even before you know you're going to have a major initiation. You know, whether it's a meeting, you know, at work, or whether it's you know an event that's coming forward. To, you know, for you, um, you know, there are prayers and calls you can give ahead of time. Sure. You know, you can prepare yourself emotionally and mentally. And then, you know, ultimately, I think there's great support within this old world, you know, through psychology, through psychiatry, and just help you to, to sort things out when sometimes it is difficult to know, you know, which end is up. So, <laughs> you know, God's provided for us. The masters have provided for us. Our society has provided for us to give us this opportunity to really have their victory, you know, have your victory. Indeed. Well, again, you know, may, may we pass all our tests 
that also doesn't say, may I pass all your tests? <laughs> we got to do it on our own. I mean, this is one of the things that we know that we're responsible for this karmic uh, balancing act that we're embarked upon, and that it's not something that we can simply pass off to somebody else. However, it's possible to minimize the impact. I know Mrs. Prophet's spoken before about an incarnation where she was responsible for burning down a village. And then many lifetimes later, she was given an opportunity to atone for that act by burning her finger. I think it was something very, very minor. She burned her hands. But yeah. because of the work that she had done on her own karmic balancing and transmutation, it mitigated or minimized to some extent the karma. We still have to pay the debt, but it doesn't have to be exactly the same magnitude or scale as I think you said before the show, David, that we talk about scale sometimes. This is one of the situations in karma where the scale of the karma it does not necessarily have to equal exactly what it was when we first made it. And that's probably a result of the violet flame. Violet uh, flame and just chip, p- chipping away at that. Passing you know. our tests. Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking about the recent floods, you know, in North Carolina and South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Just what people are going through there and, you know, watching the response and, and watching the tremendous influx of support from all around, you know, the country. But it's fascinating. It was really fascinating to watch how each person, you know, that you saw on television reacted to that and received that. And for many, you could see, you know, in spite of all their losses, you know, in spite of what happened to them, they have their life, they have their family, you know, the things that are important to them, and they can always rebuild. Mm -hmm. But, you know, natural disasters and big, you know, huge events that affect, you know, hundreds of thousands of people really make all of us take a good look at, you know, what we have and what we're able to, uh, you know, work with. Well, could you imagine that that's a version a corollary to what is that to thee, follow thou me. Yeah. They put things in perspective. They realize what's really important, what it, what isn't. And that perspective is so important on the path because that's where balance comes from. Yeah. You yeah. know. Um, by the way, I want to just kind of tease segment three. Can I jump ahead for a moment here? One of the great tools that we have is choice. The ability to choose in the moment, what it is that we're going to do as far as how we act or react in any situation. And one of the key ingredients of that decision-making process is joy. So I want to just alert you all. This is not a spoiler alert, but we're going to be talking about joy in segment three. Coming up in just a few moments after we take a short break, we're going to be listening to St. Germain talking about what we've been talking about, passing all of our tests. So please stay with us. We'll be back in a few moments. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. 
they look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about passing tests. Not tests like in school, but these are life tests we're just throwing at us, never more than we can handle. Nonetheless, tests that should be and hopefully will be passed by each one of us. And uh, St. Germain has delivered a dictation through Mrs. Prophet on this very subject, which I'd like you to listen to right now. Thus understand, sometimes when you suddenly feel a disturbance, you are taken aback, you have a shock, or a sudden reaction to the actions of injustice of another. One of the reasons you momentarily lose your balance is because the normal flow of the aura has been disturbed as though you would suddenly agitate the waters. Now your aura is your sanctuary and it is the sanctity of your God flame. Thus before answering the demands of the carnal mind, the questioning, the praying for favors or whatever, Re-establish yourself. Speak quietly, softly, and slowly, for in this way you will not engage into yourself the anger, the impetuosity, the upsetness of anyone around you. You speak as I am speaking now from the heart, from the seat of the heart, the point of the Buddha. You speak loud enough in the sense of being strong and firm so that the breath and the voice are not sinking like a shrinking violet of fear. You speak strong enough and firm enough and peaceful enough and powerful enough so that God may use your voice to still your own aura and the agitation or the fear or the excitement of another. Be the calm presence in a vortex of calamity and activity, beloved hearts, and learn the way of the power, the immense power of peace itself. Thus, beloved ones, you ought to know by heart the count to nine decree. You ought to realize that in a situation of upsetness, 
It is necessary to take some deep breaths, for in the presence of anxiety, the heart begins to palpitate and people begin to breathe in a short breath manner, and thus adding to the absence of control. You take a deep breath, you release it, you go to the heart, and you give no instantaneous answers, yes or no, no instantaneous reactions or solutions, but quietly turn within. There are many ways of handling this. If someone is ferocious like a mad dog, you may say, wait one minute, please. I shall return momentarily. You see, beloved ones, the tests are flying full and sure. We want you to experience the sense of mastery, of dominion, the enormous pleasure of having finished a day and dealt with that force, that driving force of irritation and conquered and risen above every foible of the senses directed against your heart. They would steal your life. They would take the flow of love between us. They would break the bond by any form of anger or outrage. And they will steal from you your sense of worthiness, your sense of the mantle of being the disciple of Sanat Kumara. When they can destroy your dignity and you begin to feel like a moth, then you will also behave like one. Until you regain your self-identity, I must pause and wait again, wondering just how long you will flit around the bulb of these serpent ones who have beguiled you into their auras momentarily. Thus, beloved hearts, the soft answer turneth away wrath. If someone is speaking to you in a loud and high-pitched manner, Adjust the tone and answer with the God command. Answer with helpfulness. Try to solve the problem. Try to show the best side of things. Provide emergency care when it is needed. Keep your wits about you and don't enter the vortex of their anxiety, else you will become confused. Remember that anything that seeks to taunt you from the seat of the Buddha in the secret chamber of the heart must be noted as the enemy, not the person necessarily, for it is often a loved one, but the force attempting to use that one. Thus it is your challenge to liberate that one as well as yourself from the human nonsense of the moment. May you pass every test. Unless you center in the heart, which is the central sun of your being, you may find yourself tumbling on the periphery of the aura, which touches the world consciousness. That point, that outer circle of the aura, should always be a very intense blue, a blue fire of protection, which is also outside the tube of light. 
Now you visualize the violet flame in the very center of the tube of light. But I would make the point that when you are bristling with blue flame, this often antagonizes others because it is so powerful and brings out the worst in them. Thus the better part of wisdom is to wear the kid glove. That is to put another layer of violet flame outside the blue to be a calming effect, to consume that which may rub against the aura or come at you. And if it break through the violet flame, then you have the blue flame wall, then you have the power of the tube of light. And if diplomacy does not work, there is always the strength of the shield of Archangel Michael. In the still and sweetness of the light, I am come. Often it is a matter of stance. How do you hold yourself? Are you in readiness for the next delivery of God or thrust of the sinister force? Or are you, as they say these days, laid back? <laughs> if you slouch, if you are laid back, wide open, lounging around, the TV set is on, the ads are bombarding their rock beat, the cat is meowing, the dog is barking, the children are screaming, the phone is ringing. How do you expect then to keep your cool? It is a setup, but you have allowed it. Now you can maintain your calm in the midst of these things, but not with a laid-back attitude. For any moment, the potatoes on the stove will burn and everyone will be in an argument. <laughs> and if you don't watch out, yourself included. And then what have we accomplished? A lost hour? for St. Germain and the vital work of Helios and Vesta. Your own sense, I will never become a good Chila. I will never master my life. But beloved ones, it's a matter of one, two, three, four, five. A few simple requirements. Do not allow the family to be bombarded from all directions. Do not allow all these things to be taking place at once. Strive for communion with the heart. Feed the cat, put out the dog, turn off the TV set, make sure all is safe on the stove, and enjoy that circle of communion with God determination that each member of your family or household or friends shall have the opportunity by your loving presence to express something very important from the heart. Like love. <laughs> I told you he had a sense of humor. Oh, I? yes. <laughs> well, when we return, we shift our focus, as I said, to joy, the motor of life. Please stay with us back in a moment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. 
Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. You know, when it comes to powerful antidotes that dispel darkness and help us endure our tests and trials, let joy be your tool of choice. Here's more. The Ascended Masters teach that joy is the motor of life. Joy. Joy is the motor of healing. Joy is the impetus to healing. Without joy, joy of living, joie de vivre, and the full power of release of all of your burdens, you cannot be healed. Joy is the foundation of healing, the desire to live, the will to live, and the joy to live. If anybody wants to know why they're not healed, it's because of an absence of joy. The absence of joy will take from you the fullness of life, which is healing. Now you remember that. You must bring joy to your patients, joy to your life. Joy to your plants, joy to your goldfish, joy to your dog. (laughs) You must be a dispenser of joy. And when people see you coming, they'll say, why, the sun just came out. The sun came into my room. And that will be the truth, because joy is the sun of your heart. It's the magnificent presence of God. If you do not have joy... You are not in contact with God, and don't fool yourself. The absence of joy is the first sign that you have let go, like Peter, and you are sinking. And if you want to get joy back into your life, 
go find somebody that's sadder than you are. <laughs> and then laugh at the both of yourselves for not being happy. We have got too much to be happy about in this community. If you've got joy for healing, next you've got to have light. There's no healing without light. So much light around you, it becomes a magnet, demagnetizes every one of those cells and atoms, lets the sun burst in the center, and the cells will heal themselves. It's light. We talk about nature healing. It's light that heals. And light is your true nature. Light. You have to have light. When you want light and you don't have light, you go to the light man or the light lady, somebody you can light your, your candle by. And so who's that light lady? That's the goddess of light. Amarissus is her name. Amarissus. How many of you have called to Amarissus, the goddess of light, in the past 12 months? <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> you got problems? How come you didn't call to the goddess of light? Did you forget all about her? She is a very powerful goddess. And the quality she ensouls is light. And if you're sick, it's because you don't have enough light. That's the whole reason. There is no other reason. Take all the reasons you've heard of the causes and effects of disease. The only reason that anybody gets sick is because they don't have light. I want you to forget all about healing. I want you to forget all about your problems that you want to have healed. If we have this great big boulder here and we're trying to move it, then we're going to be in a sense of struggle. And struggle never produced wholeness. So what we want to do is let go of everything. And what do we desire that is the ordinate desire of Almighty God? Simply to be God's light. We don't want this condition healed and that condition healed. We have no condition. We are not in the human condition. We are a crystal vessel. We want to be filled with light. When you have attachment to healing, you will find that healing will escape you. Like a playful Krishna who runs when you try to catch him, plays hide and seek with you, But when you meditate on the heart, he comes out of his corner and he sits before you. You have to understand the psychology of fear that produces the desperate need to be rid of some situation that blocks all flow of light. Mother has said it is not real. Maya is not real. And the guru is come to dispel maya. As the candle dispels the darkness. Effortlessly, the mother dispels darkness. The mother flame is in you. You ought to better desire the mother flame than to desire healing. You may have all kinds of things wrong with you, and not know it. 
And therefore, if you call for the healing of one condition and leave out all the rest, you are really cheating yourself. We will take nothing less than joy, light, purity, perfection. That's all we want. <laughs> Why should we ask for a thousand other things? Now this is a very serious equation. I have had many, many lifetimes to observe this. And I know that desire is the root of all suffering, as Lord Gautama taught us. And desire for healing is the root of suffering. Now we know very practically speaking, by the very science and law of harmony, that something behind the physical manifestation of disease has gone awry. So we must desire to dispel the darkness. It doesn't matter what kind of darkness it is. You don't care what kind of cancer you have as long as you get rid of it, right? So what difference what kind of illusion it is? What's the difference what kind of maya it is? Why do we have to know? We don't want any of it. And none of it is real. There is nothing that is unreal that is more threatening than something else that is unreal. In other words, cancer is no more real or deadly than a common cold except your fear of it. Everything that's unreal is just plain unreal. That's all. It doesn't have any more power than that. But when the force is determined to destroy you, it mounts its ferocious steed and creates the greatest intensity of darkness so that you will believe it is real. And the moment you believe it is real, it has got you. Got you by your weakest point in your whole being. If it's unreal, it's unreal. And that's the end of it. Now why are we subject to darkness? Because we still think we live in time and space and we still think we are mortal and the prisoners of ultimate death, but we are not. We are gods. We are Christed ones and we are living in eternity now. And the veils of time and space have no dominion over us. Unreality can only exist in time and space. The cosmic cross of white fire is the mighty sword that divides and saws asunder time and space. It seems to define time and space, but actually it is the destroyer of time and space. The eternal now is our habitation. We are made of light and nothing else about us is real. This light demands repolarization. It's like a stagnant pool. A stagnant pool breeds disease, mosquitoes, and a whole lot of other microbes. A rapidly moving stream sparkling in the mountains moves swiftly and therefore cannot be contaminated. Did you ever try to go up Niagara Falls? Never heard of anybody doing that. Well, disease cannot enter the descent of light. It is too powerful.
It is forgetfulness, it is maya, it is lack of movement in the mind and body. It is absence of will and the focalization of this eye upon what is real. We learn all of these things. We may spend lifetimes learning the systems of healing. We practice them as if the whole condition were real of this human maya and illusion knowing at the same time that it is not real. This is the greatest vexation of the devils. Call them anything, but when you call them unreal, they are done for. They have no defense, except to try again to make you feel that they are real. This is the great message of Sanat Kumara. It is the great message of healing. To know we are whole and perfect is the first step, and the second is the flushing out of every cell of consciousness by light, and to learn to know where light is and where specific light is locked in particles of matter endowed with spirit for our use. If God could endow us with a flame, he could endow any other kind of matter with any other kind of fire or flame or light. Therefore, alchemists are those who study the light, know the light, and know its myriad qualifications as color and sound, sensitivity to sound and to music, the vastness of the range of music that is available to the human ear should tell you something about the nuances of light that exist, focused as the flame in the bowl, just as you are the flame in the bowl, light in the herb, light in the precious oil, light in the mantra. Every plane of your being requires a different chalice, a different type of chalice to empty itself into that level of consciousness. In the physical octave, we therefore discover the highest vibrating substances that are in harmony with our own being. We meditate upon that harmony and our Holy Christ Self tells us, will tell us unerringly what to eat, what not to eat, what to drink, when to fast, when not to fast. We have so many preconditions and ideas that we prejudice ourselves against the inner voice. When we learn the sound systems that have been handed down, that are blessed by the brotherhood, I'm not prepared here and now to give my stamp of my messengership on any system we have discussed, but to say that all contain elements of truth. The Ascended Master's teaching and path is the highest teaching, else we would not be here. We have all come here because we haven't found anything better. And to find something better, we know we ourselves must ascend. We ourselves must ascend. You know, I was just struck by the, the comment that uh, Mrs. Prophet made, that joy is the sun of our hearts and that light is the key to all healing. Pretty amazing summation. Anyway, we've got to take a break. We'll be back to wrap this up in just a few moments. Please stay with us.
success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying with us today on The Open Door. We've covered a lot of ground talking about passing tests, talking about using certain tools and techniques for helping us pass those tests, such as What is that to thee? Follow thou me. The power of joy. When it comes right down to it, there's are fairly simple concepts that we can all grasp. Joy, light, mastery, choice. We were talking <laughs> about during the break, you know, um, what Mother was talking about in this lecture, you know, this concept of recognizing, you know, who you really are in terms of light and in terms of being endowed with a flame. And you, if you look to the examples that you may have experienced of people who are dealing with cancer, you know, dealing with very difficult illnesses and so forth. I've had a chance to witness to those who embrace every day with great joy, great gratitude, deep kindness for those who are caring for them, regardless of, you know, on the outward appearances of whether they're succeeding in overcoming something or not. And just the whole journey that they went through, the whole the whole um, experience and this incredible transformation of glowing light and yeah. tremendous, uh, you know, a tremendous internalization of really what what you know what the opportunity was for this particular individual versus those that you know complain complain mm-hmm. complain complain and so um you know these are this is really profound what she said about how you look at everything make a decision to look at things in this particular way um you know and let go and like well i think the point's been made many times again today that it's all about mastery that we are never without options even though we think we may be, we always have choice. There's always some issue that we could address from a different angle, a different side, a different facet, embracing it rather than repelling it. And because we talked earlier about grace and gratitude, saying thank you for the life lessons we're handed because that's really our way through them, eventually through to the light that will lead to our healing. I think the other thing too is, you know, as she commented, if you really and truly don't understand these principles take a look at people that have far less than you do that are happy yes, and are really enjoying life and really are making a difference. And you see this oftentimes in very, very poor countries. You know, and here I think in the United States we're very insulated, you know, from, from you know, what, what 
suffering can really be and to see you know people in, in a very sim- simple type of existence with great joy and great love in spite of the challenges they have it's, it would be a great eye-opener for many you know somebody used the analogy that life is like a bag of rocks <laughs> you know where you shake, shake it all up and you kind of wear away the rough edges yeah well there's a there's a, a way that that can be kind of fun recognizing that the, the end result of that chafing is going to be smooth flowing I mean, healing, wholeness, all the things that life may not give give us any indication that we are being presented by in our tests. Like a, a test can be an illness. A test can be an attitude. A test can be a child. A test can be virtually anything that the Lord works in mysterious ways, but he works through those things to make us better, help us make ourselves better. I think we all recognize the fact that we have all these tests and we have these experiences so that ultimately we learn how to be this deep spiritual flame that the masters have yeah. talked about. We learn how to have that element of kindness and compassion and empathy. We, you know, we, we learn how to really receive people and to love one another, you know, as Jesus, you know, compelled us to do. And so, you know, I think I've, I've told the story before, you know, what's the difference between a saint and a sinner? What's the difference between somebody who, you know, figures this, figures this deal out and begins to embrace the little things. It's just simply effort. Yes. It's really just effort. And, you know, whether you, you know, as, as you know, my friend Tom here hurt his knee coming down the stairs the other day in a simple, tw- you know, twist of his knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we had a few laughs about that, but it's not a laughing matter. <laughs> but still, you know, just little things like that. When I think about, you know, no matter what it is that you're dealing with, whether, you know, it's, it's cancer or whatever, you know, some kind of an illness and so forth, you realize that it, it came to you, you know, for a very specific reason, either because of a lack of wholeness or, you know, a lesson that you needed to learn, an attitude or, or a process you needed to understand and, well, and grow to. you know, I think that we have to remember that we're not victims here. Somebody said once that uh, if you don't like what's going on, change your mind. We can decide how we react and respond to something. We don't have to be victims of whatever it is that's going on as, as if it's out of our control. We control our own emotional, spiritual, psychic, etheric environment. And I and I think just as a sidebar here, there's a teaching where if something is is occurring on the right side of your body, it's a personal karma. Oh, yeah. If it's on the left side, it's a world karma. So sometimes, and and that's a good thing to know because uh, many times you're holding the balance for for the world or for world conditions if it does occur on the left side, and you take it joyfully just as well as you would uh, on the right side. But it kind of <laughs> gives you a little perspective. It's a really good point. You know, I, I remember remember. You know, having something happen on the left side, and I was thinking, gee, this is really good because, you know, someone else didn't have to take the hit today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly I thought that right. was really interesting. And, and you never know what your decision to follow the path and to invoke the light and to do your degrees, what an impact that will make on a planetary scale, literally on a planetary scale. Well, you know, and there's an, another aspect of what you said, Terry, too, and that is that if, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. You know, that we may not give the perfect answer, the perfect response to a situation the first time, but we can always do it again. You know, there are a lot of tests, there's do-overs. Yeah. Well, remember, <laughs> you know, remember we've said this many times on the show, you know, he that endureth to the end, will I grant him the kingdom of heaven? So, Indeed. So how do we get to the end? Well, <laughs> create your toolbox with the violet flame, with joy, with the, with the music that you love, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether it's the flowers or the, the bird feeders out back and the bird bass or the bluebirds or whatever the case might whatever. be, you find all these things, you know, both in the, you know, in the natural world and in the spiritual world that bring you joy and comfort. You, you know, know, Jesus and the masters, I just want to say this real quick, that 
I was speaking, I think before the show started today, we were kind of talking about this whole concept of following Jesus, following the masters. You can imagine this individual filled with light and love, the, the son of our being, beckoning to us, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Yeah. It's so simple, so elegant, and so pointed, and yet so powerful. I just want to make that point again. I know we made it 10 times today. We can make it another 10. So that this is the masters showing us the path, clear as a bell, nothing complicated. This is not rocket surgery. Here it is. Follow thou me. Yeah, and we were talking about that before the show, about just, uh, you know, you got you got this aspect of the teachings and that aspect of the teachings right. and all of these right. myriad things that we have learned to do in order to keep at bay the negativity of the world or, or just, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't know a better way to say that. But it's rather simple. And, and you know, I was going to uh, I was going to re- reiterate uh, a point that uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet made. Mother dispels darkness. And I'm reflecting on uh, I'm reading about the uh, the children of Fatima had had the pope and everybody not to not to bring up anything necessarily, <laughs> but had had the things that the children uh, said that Mother Mary wanted done been done to consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the world would be in a whole different place today. And so uh, manifesting that mother flame will dispel that darkness. Well, and think about how you you face your test now when you have a great reservoir of light in your chakras and in your four lower bodies. This is what she's talking about. You know, when these tests come and you've been passive and you haven't been active in building your flame and working on your heart, you know, you don't have the force or the energy to get through. If you think about, you know, witnessing some of the key turning points in history and the key speeches you've seen, and you look at the fire yeah. that people have given forth, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, but, you know, <laughs> certainly you can tell the difference between one who is, you know, carries that light and that fire and one who is passive. And it's a great lesson. Yeah. Well, it's a powerful lesson. It's one that we can see anywhere we look if we're open to it. Well, anyway, we're getting close to the end of the show today. Is there anything you want to say in closing about passing tests, about following the masters, about the power of joy, grace, gratitude? I think I think the most important thing is is keep your life simple. Keep it simple. You know, you don't have to have <laughs> You know, you don't have to be this incredible scholar of every aspect of the teachings. What you have to recognize is take the simple things that you can, you know, recall in a moment that's tough, especially if it's the mantra, what is that to thee, follow thou me, and and continue just to keep your hand to the plow, continue to do the work, continue to test the teachings and the law, give your, your prayers and so forth. Be gentle on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Remember, condemnation has nothing to do with God. So if you're struggling with condemnation, you know, see if you can get some help. If you're not sure how to do, you know, to help people and give empathy, you can volunteer at places. There's a lot of opportunities, you know, whether it's with Boys Club and Girls Club, at hospitals, et cetera, et cetera, food kitchens. But there are things out there to get you started and, and just you just got to do it. Well, thank you for that. I, I'd, I'd also add that Simplicity, the power of simplicity is really key here. And one of the mantra that we've mentioned before, I want to mention now because it's one of those where saying, what is that to thee, follow thou me, can be very personal to us, whatever we're going through. But I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. David is a being of violet fire. David is the purity God desires. You can give this prayer to anybody, anywhere, anytime. It's also very brief, but it's extremely powerful. 
And I was going to say, I want to listen back to St. Germain's dictation uh, during segment two of our show today, because you could bullet point the things he was saying oh, and, yeah, totally. and make an eight by ten <clears throat> sheet of paper. Totally, totally. The show is archived. Our friends out there yeah. are listening. It's archived. Yes. And you can click and download it as many times as you want. You can. You become the message that you've heard today. And the title is The Way Home. The Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Terry. Yes. If somebody wants to get a hold of us, what can they do? Well, they can contact us at webradio at tsl.org. Oh. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Webradio at tsl.org. <laughs> thank you, Terry. You're welcome. And David, thank you for being with us again today. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Yeah, it is fun. Good, ongoing joyful. fun. Joyful. And as we like to say, that the upward path may every now and then occasionally be a little difficult. The rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 